What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Trevor Stranod of the Black Dahlia Murder, talking all about his new record, Verminous. Check it out. And the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast welcomes back Trevor of the Black Dahlia Murder. How are you doing, sir? Hey, buddy. Just hanging in there in lockdown, uh, having a constant pajama pants party, pretty much. Same. It's basketball shorts over here all the time, basically, for me. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you gotta let you gotta let your nuts hang, you know. Yeah, for sure, free balling, and you gotta and you gotta rock those band shorts and keep supporting, even if no one sees you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it goes without saying that I hope everybody in the band and yourself and your families are all well. That's the first thing to just get out of the way with everybody I talk to right now. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, I wish that. The same for you and everybody else, man. Just uh, interesting times we're living in here. Indeed. It's kind of like a, a death metal song come to life. I feel like we're in a living in, in an obituary or cannibal corpse meme. From... No, for sure. For sure. It's very <laughs> surreal. All the, all the scenarios we loved and, and sang about and uh, jammed on like 30 years ago are now coming true. Um, somebody out there in a, like an autopsy song or something is like, damn it, I was right. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure uh, there's so many, unfortunately, <laughs> right. So, so many plague death metal and grindcore songs will be written after this is over. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for sure. Superman, we're, we're obviously here to talk about the brand new Black Dahlia murder album, uh, Verminous metal blade once again, doing the thing. Uh, and where I wanted to kind of jump in with you before we really get into the music or anything is, and it just kind of occurred to me, it's like the band has been around about 20 years and you guys have had basically, you know, nine full, le- this is the ninth full length and you know, a bunch of other little releases in between and a video. Um, it seems like you guys have just been so prolific and so consistent over the years. Is it, That's like the first thing that kind of occurred to me. It's like, man, I'm going to talk to Trevor. I want to, I want to get a little deep on the history, you know, like you guys have really been uh, at this thing. For sure. And you and Brian since the beginning, which is hard to keep any, any band together. And you certainly had some lineup changes, same lineup since uh, 2016, with Alan, but uh, yeah, man, just amazing. Congrats, basically, on keeping it together all this time. Ah, thanks, man. It's been it's been very fun to say the least, you know. And uh, yeah, we're definitely a prolific band. Uh, we try to keep the new content coming to keep the fans excited. You know, I, I feel like uh, the world has a shorter attention span than it did twenty years ago with music. You know, in the face of like streaming and uh, how available everything is now. Uh, just, uh, it's just proven like good to, uh, to stay so productive for us. For sure. For sure. Um, there's definitely been years where I've caught you guys like three, four times on tour and lucky me and the fans and, uh, you got, you guys just got back from, uh, being all over the world, uh, just headlined a festival in South Africa, like you said, before we got on the call and, um, yeah, man, just amazing stuff. I know right now the touring thing is very uncertain, which, you know, a lot of bands are stressing about. Uh, are there any plans for you guys? It seems like you've been kind of, you're always anyway very good at social media and very keen to stay in touch with the fan base. Are you guys planning to do anything like uh, chats with the fan, a live stream, anything else? Um, yeah, um, the label has a few things in the work as far in the works as far as like us streaming uh, coming up. Uh, which will be cool, a cool opportunity to connect with the fans. And uh, Brandon is uh, teaching Skype lessons if anyone wants to learn how to shred like a little wizard. Uh, so they could do that. 
But, uh, yeah, you know, we're trying to think of different things to do to kind of help ramp up the record release and stay sane and maybe make a couple dollars while we're kind of trapped inside and we can't tour, you know? Right on. I, I don't think, I know a lot of fans are kind of like, well, just put out the record on streaming and you guys already had kind of, you know, your bundles are out there already and uh, selling and, you know, you announced the pre-order months ago. So for you guys, it's great. But any band that, you know, is hoping for a summer release that hasn't yet minted their vinyl or, you know, pressed a bunch of CDs is kind of screwed right now. So I feel very, you know, very sad for them. Oh, yeah, me too, man. It's definitely disrupting things. Uh, hey Free, for example, uh, is, you know, putting their album out indefinitely now. They don't know when. And, uh, yeah, just the whole industry shutting down, all the plants shutting down. We uh, got in narrowly before that. So everything is, uh, is going out now, actually, a little bit early in hopes of, um, you know, staving off any kind of shutdown that would kind of prevent shipping or anything so uh it's definitely interesting to be putting out a record right now during this and i think i feel like the lockdown is going to extend to the actual uh release day unfortunately which will kind of uh talk block people from going to the record store and, and getting it in a way but um otherwise you know we're trying to stay positive we have a uh racked up a lot of, of pre-sales right now it's very exciting we're breaking some records over at metal blade in those in those terms so you know just trying to stay positive and uh hope the record will just do the do the talking for itself once it comes out you know absolutely dude and it is full of straight out bangers i mean all the black dahlia records are very you know you know great to excellent or whatever you know whatever your scale is they're all eights and tens basically to me um every record's a little bit different and i really love that you guys have really tried to you know definitely new twists and turns new types of songs new approaches to songwriting sort of uh you know not it doesn't sound like any other black dahlia record but it sounds like black dahlia which i love you know, that's a band that's, uh, you know. Yeah, man. You know, we're trying to um, to push the envelope in, the, in as far as how creative we can be and uh, trying to make an album with more variety that will, you know, every song will stand up on its own. And, uh, yeah, it's always just straddling that line of um, doing, you know, staying the course from Unhallowed and the kind of mission statement from the early days to injecting like some new creative life into things, you know? And I feel like the band is in a very, very creative uh, state right now with the lineup that we have and just the good vibes that we have. And uh, yeah, this record is a testament to it, definitely. Word. I think, again, like I said, having that same lineup for a couple of albums in a row, it shows. Um, you know, there's, there's just kind of a... I think a, probably I imagine a comfort between all of you and also for the listener. It's like, oh, man, this is the sound I love. This is the band I love. This record crushes, you know, I love hearing that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's definitely awesome to not have a lineup change. And uh, everyone that's really settled in, you know, Brandon especially has just, you know, he left a big mark with writing um, his share of Nightbringers, but... He's really come into full bloom with firmness and what he can do with the band, and it's been uh, inspiring, you know. Word, I was gonna, I was gonna single out Brian and Alan uh, in addition to you. I mean, the whole again, the whole record crushes, but uh, yeah, definitely, it's a, if you love shred guitar and you love ridiculous drums, this is your record for twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> ridiculous drumming, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I think Alan is gonna. If he's not already getting the props he deserves, he's going to after this because this this is like really. I think he was always a little understated as as one of the premier death metal drummers, but now it's like, hold my beer, watch this shit. I mean, it's nuts what he's putting down. Yeah, 
I've always felt like he deserves a little bit more props than he gets, you know, and I think in a way he's been uh, in the fans' eyes in, in the shadow of Shannon Lucas for, you know, and I think that people are just attached to the lineup from the DVD from watching it so much, you know what I mean? Like, so it kind of puts us in a weird position. But I think Alan is by far the best, most talented drummer that we've ever had, and this is like his statement, man. He's really pulled out all the stops on this record. Absolutely, and uh, and all do you know? Props to Shannon's great. Um, you know his stint was notable, and you know he's he's had that effect on a lot of bands. Actually, I think it's just about him personally that he does that. That he's popped into a bunch of bands and done that same kind of arc. <laughs> Yeah, the sure, curse, sure. the curse of Shannon Lucas. Um, <laughs> anyway, the Shannon Lucas syndrome. We could come up with a bunch of little uh, side project band names with that name. That would be sick. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, so yeah, man. Just uh, in terms of you personally and your approach to this record vocally, you know, always have so many really cool things you do with your voice. And even on this record, it's like I think like oh, I've heard this before, but I haven't because you're doing different. Like every record's a little bit different vocally for you, and then you come out live and you can pull it all off, which just astounds me. Uh, I have to be honest all the time. Oh, thanks, man. You know, I try to uh, do uh, some different stuff every record, try to branch out a little bit. Uh, this one sees me doing a couple different new voices, uh, like the second song, Godlessly, for example, a bit more of a Thomas from At The Gates approach on that one. And then um, a bit, I try to be a bit more attitude-y, you know? But also, I try to uh, be more conscious with my writing and not crowd the music as much as I have in the past. I try to like slow my delivery down in an effort to make it more um, understandable and more catchy, and just like to, to let the songs breathe a little bit more than I have. You know, I have a tendency to really cram stuff in, so try to step back a little bit from that, and uh, I think it sounds a little more professional for it. You know. Nice, man. I love hearing about that approach. I, I think that's just indicative of the whole genre that, you know, in general, in death metal, it's sort of like you're filling up a void of, of riff, you know, you're singing over the riff salad and filling up the void. So I really appreciate that you're, you know, li you know, that space is important. <laughs> space is important. Oh, for sure. And, you know, we've, we've had like so many songs that are just very sonically dense, you know, and, uh, so with this record, we tried to pull back a little bit and open up and have some open parts that are nice and clear and uh, easy to understand and, you know, have really uh, striking dynamics. So, you know, it's just, it's a, it's always, a, you know, there's always room to try new things, I feel like. Right on. There's also a lot of groove on this record, I want to add, like uh, a lot of really cool uh, drums and bass stuff that I think is going to be a little unexpected for some fans. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of that is Brandon's kind of injection into the band. Uh, he brought a lot of groovy ideas, and um, it's definitely the most that we've ever grooved out on any record, I would say. So uh, it's exciting, yeah. So sick. Uh, I, I know we started to talk about it earlier. I got to bring it back to the pre-order bundle um, with the uh, RPG game and the dice, dude. I, I was like tickling all of my high school D&D like uh, feelings, man, to see that set. And uh, that bundle in general was just nuts. So uh, we were talking a little bit about merch earlier. You guys always do a great job. Obviously, shirts are everywhere, but it seemed like, hey, how much value can we pack into this thing for a reasonable price? But I thought the game was particularly amazing. Uh, yeah, man, it's something that... Uh... 
you know, we've flirted with doing a role-playing kit for a few records now, but that the idea only initially had like dice and a dungeon master screen. So this is like taking it to the next level. I mean, we have an individual one-off adventure for uh, fifth edition D and D, and it's like themed around the album artwork and themes from the record. And uh, there's a bunch of um, tongue-in-cheek kind of Easter eggs hidden in the uh, in the booklet, as far as like um, nods towards classic heavy metal and uh, you know just total nerd stuff. But uh, I mean, role playing and my to- I haven't really. Uh, done a pen and paper role playing in a long time but i'm definitely feeling a very strong itch right now to get back into it you know seeing this uh this whole adventure come to life but it definitely had an impact on me and it kind of preceded my love for metal in a way and like you know i think drawing comparisons to the themes of uh of metal in D D is kind of like what led me into taking that first jump into metal Word. And uh, that's an awesome segue for me because my next question was just about your love of metal. You've been such a fantastic ambassador for the whole genre. Just uh, everything you do, show it. I see you now here, now that you live in New York City. I see you at shows. People get just excited to see you represent at other shows. And uh, your column, The Obituist, the Obituist, which I can't say words today. But, um, you know, like you've been such a great ambassador for us. And uh, I'm just so thankful to have somebody like you that's so sincere and authentic and, and, share, and spreading it to other people is just like... We need that. We need so. We, I wish we could clone you, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, man. You know, I just try to lead by example, and uh, I have such a high-profile pedestal with BDM. You know that, like, I feel a responsibility to give back to the scene that we're from, and uh, I just am like a rain man for this kind of thing. Like, I just am obsessed with new music. I'm obsessed with with combing the uh, the annals of death metal history as well. So, um, yeah, it just keeps me excited about what we do to stay plugged into the underground. And uh, it does my heart good to, like, help younger bands and, you know, help people hear new music. Uh, And the obituaries kind of stemmed out of, like, I just didn't see the bands I liked being covered in any, like, magazines online or anything like that, especially a big hole for brutal death metal, which is, like, in its biggest boon right now. So, um yeah, I just felt like, well, I'm already buying all this shit. Why not, like, do something positive and try to, like, influence people a little bit? Amazing. I have a feeling you went nuts on the Bandcamp Day last Friday. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was really awesome that they did that. That was a um, very thoughtful, very cool thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, $4 million into the pockets of, of bands and not taking their cut, which they don't have to do. They're also going to take a hit at this time. Um, right. So yeah, really great. Uh, what what bands are you spinning on your uh, quarantine playlist stay list <laughs> right now? Um, some classic stuff. Uh, In Destroy. Uh, self titled In Destroy record. I finally got on CD after a million years of searching, so I've been playing that a lot. Uh, the new Temple of Void just showed up in my house. Nice. Um, they're uh. Death Doom from Detroit, Michigan, where I'm from, and they're just one of the best bands of the genre's ever seen, pretty much. So uh, that's really cool. That's taken up a lot of time. The uh, new Molested Divinity album on a uh, new standard delete is uh, 
really intense, brutal death metal. Very, very good. Some of the some of the best out there. So uh, yeah, man, just just thankful. There's always new music coming out, especially right now where you know I'm extra bored. <laughs> right. Uh, any any uh, binge watching playlist uh, recommendations or anything like that? Any movies, horror, any genre things you've been watching? Trying to stay busy. Um, I I've been watching Game of Thrones for the first time. I I sat it out. Um, I just thought it looked. I don't know. Like I I didn't like the look of it at first when I saw it, you know when it first came out. But uh, I am loving loving it. It's definitely scratching that uh that fantasy itch for me. You know that's uh in the D and D vein. But um, um, uh, what what have I seen lately that was cool? Um. Uh, District Nine. It's a, you know it's a bit older of a movie, but uh, kind of a cool alien movie, different twist than a lot of uh, sci-fi movies that you see. So, I recommend checking that out. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I love me. I love me some Game of Thrones. I saw the whole series. I rewatched it after it was over the whole the whole series, and I've read about half the books. Uh, so if you get really bored, you can go check the books out. They're pretty incredible. Um, awesome, maybe even in some cases better than the show, uh, are the books, but that's, you know, fans debate that stuff. Um, and I got to recommend Westworld cause I'm loving the season three of Westworld and I'm a big fan of that series. So maybe after you finish game of Thrones, you could watch Westworld. Uh, yeah, I actually saw the first couple episodes and I need to get like back into it. I really liked what I saw and thought it was really fresh and original. So that's on my list, my short list for sure. Sick, man. Uh, as we wind this down, I always like to ask a wild card question, which is uh, my uh, my patented, what was the worst Joe job you ever had before you were in music? Um, it had to be working at Frank's Nursery and Crafts in Michigan. I was the Christmas tree guy during uh, the holiday season. And uh, they just like, they, A, they played Christmas music 24 hours a day, which was like torturous. And, uh, I had to like lift these Christmas trees basically over my head to get them off the poles that they were tied to. And my arms were covered with sap all the time and like a million cuts. And, uh, yeah, it's not, not a great time in my life, you know, but, but, uh, odd to be young and in high school, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Not to mention the Detroit, Detroit area winter, I'm sure couldn't have been fun. Yes, no doubt, man. We have, uh, have real winters there. That's for sure. Right. Definite change of seasons. Trevor, man, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you. I hope we get through this thing and I see you soon at a show. Uh, Verminous is out April 17th on Metal Blade. It bangs. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Uh, thanks for having me, dude. Thanks for all the uh, positive vibes. I appreciate the, uh, the well-wishing, man. Always, man. Always. Thanks a bunch. We'll talk soon. Yeah, see you around, dude. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.